Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. Maybe... If Dan Mullen and his wife did less kissing and more coaching, they would have beat Georgia. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a.k.a. the queen of all hashtag Maction. And with me, as always, is AJ, Mike Norvell, the Florida State Marchese. Only 98 days until pitchers and catchers report. Thank you. Thank you. I was wondering. That was my next question. Today, we're going to break down all of the 2020 NFL draft prospects who showed out in week 10 of college football. Then, we'll preview and pick the week 11 matchups. Let's hit it! Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Going out to Vegas, maybe. Looking for a young or a 2 don't draft a running back on the first day. Don't draft a running back on the second day. Maybe draft one on the third. Or don't. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. As a true football fan, you already know, just as sure as the seasons change, Tom Brady will keep the Patriots in the game. Every weekend, our favorite gridiron warriors put their skills to the test, so why aren't you doing the same? We're almost halfway through the NFL season, we are halfway, so now is the time to get off the sidelines and get in the game with my bookie. My bookie is the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college football action every weekend. They always have the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets of any sports book on the planet. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with the best at MyBookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. Pick your locks for the week, put them together in one parlay bet, and then when they all come through, the rewards will be huge. Tired of watching the games from the couch with nothing to gain? MyBookie wants to get your mind off everything else and back on the game. Best part is, if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. That's right. If you put in $1,000, they'll give you $1,000. That's double your initial deposit you can use on all your favorite picks. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R, to double your cash. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie. Okay, before we dive into our ESPN Game Day Celebrity Picker Breakdown, which is the reason most people listen to this podcast, I am sure of it. Of course, it is. Uh, and to find out who we think should be picking the upcoming week, 
the Senior Bowl invitations went out this week. What? And if you know AJ and myself, we live for the Senior Bowl. I mean, anyone who likes the NFL draft, I think his favorite thing in the world is the Senior Bowl. Like, is that even... I think they should just... They should just play multiple senior bowls throughout the between January and the draft. Let me introduce you to the East West Shrine game and the NFL PA Bowl. <laughs> Some big NFL PA Bowl invites out there too. I don't know if you're being serious, are there? I saw one. I can't remember who it was, but it's kind of, someone I liked. So, okay. all right. But any oh, what? Michael Walker from Fresno State. Oh, he's interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, keep your eyes on the NFL PA Bowl, but right now we're talking <laughs> Senior Bowl. Uh, each week we'll we'll break down or track the, uh, the the players who accept, but of course an acceptance never means anything until the Senior Bowl actually comes. Yeah, I think the worst thing about the Senior Bowl is uh, getting excited about the possible roster, and then uh, looking at the final roster. Well, it's not like the final roster is bad. No, I, I'm not saying that, but you know what I mean. Just the potential. Yeah, guys are always going to drop out. But mm-hmm. anyway, we have a handful of guys who have already accepted. Uh, probably by the time you're listening to this, even more will have accepted. We'll talk about them next week. But right now, it's time for the guys who were the early acceptors. Uh, first, we got a pair of Cal defensive players with Ashton Davis, their safety, and linebacker Evan Weaver. Two pretty big gets. Oh, absolutely. Um, Ashton Davis, the more exciting get, I'll say. I think he is the like the high going to be the consensus highest rated of the guys we're talking about today for sure. Agreed. Potential um, first round pick. I think he can have a Darnell Savage type of rise, just considering how much of an athletic freak he is and how aggressive a player yeah. he is. He's one of my favorite players in the class. And, I think someone that'll be extremely fun to watch on the field. At the and we round. mocked him in the first round of our mock last week. We did. So listen to that. Uh, and then with Evan Weaver, it's like kind of the perfect place for a guy like that where we all know he's this like kind of old school throwback, run stuffing yeah. linebacker who makes a million tackles a game. But getting to see him one-on-one with tight ends and running backs, that's going to be huge for his stock in Mobile. Absolutely. And one of the guys like old school and you kind of knew he'd be there. Yeah, yeah. And no, he's a, a classic senior bowl linebacker. Cam Jordan got to uh, send their invites out or did a video thing, which is kind of yeah. Cool. So I track the prospects. AJ tracks who invites them. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a couple. <laughs> I, more, I so. know, I know there are more coming, so <laughs> figured I might as well say it. Uh, and then a trio of Vanderbilt prospects, the big three, if you will, all from uh, Oren Burks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th- thanks, AJ. Uh, <laughs> running back Keyshawn Vaughn, tight end Jared mm-hmm. Pinkney, and receiver Klaja Lipscomb. Uh, considered probably one of the five best running back tight end receiver trios in the country. Fair no, enough. No, no, uh, even if Vanderbilt sucks. <laughs> Which one are you most excited to see, Rob? Uh, like I, I think this is the place where Lipscomb is going to do the most for himself. Mm-hmm, that's fair. Um, Keyshawn Vaughn, I think, is the best of the three. Uh, I think Keyshawn Vaughn could have a. Like, you know, sometimes you know when a running back is going to have a nice-looking senior bowl. Like, we've talked about this so many times. That running backs are kind of like... They're irrelevant almost at the senior bowl just because the yeah, practices yeah. that are... Other than pass exactly. protection and catching the football. Exactly. Uh, I think Keyshawn Vaughn can be a guy that looks really good in mobile. Yeah, though. I like him a lot. He reminds me of D'Angelo Williams. He's he's also kind of mm. been 
of the all the hyped running backs entering the year kind of been the forgotten guy this year because I know he had a slow yeah. start, but he's really found his way. But Vanderbilt sucks, so no one's talking about it. Exactly. Uh, Anchor down. <laughs> yeah. And then with Pinkney, um, he's he's my tight end three right now uh, behind mm-hmm. – uh, um, wow, well, I'm blanking. Brayson Hopkins and Harrison Bryant. Mm-hmm. And by Harrison Bryant, I mean Hunter Bryant. Hunter yeah. Bryant? Yeah, it's a Freudian yeah. slip. Yeah. More on Harrison in a second. <laughs> but, yeah, Pink- Pinkney, he's a, he's a guy who I – th- I think – tight ends are weird because – they're not it's, focused. I don't on know. The like, whole I, lot. I know what you're about to say. It's kind of like sometimes they show up and sometimes they don't. Yeah, he's a guy who's got mm-hmm. some decent athleticism, and I, I think, like, I don't think he'll have a big week, but it's a mm-hmm. good place for him to be just to get his name back, like, in the mix. Because I know, uh, similar to Vaughn, where he he was like some people's. He was my tight end one in the summer, and uh, yeah. he kind of f- fell off just because Vanderbilt sucks, but. <laughs> Uh, good place for him to get his name buzzing again. Sorry. And then with Lipscomb, he's a guy who people are all over the place with. I'm big on him. I love his route running ability. Reminds me of Adam Humphreys. And as we know, guys who run routes get a ton of hype in Mobile. Next up from AJ's home state of Colorado, we've got Davion Taylor, the linebacker. He's kind of the perfect type of linebacker to show out at the Senior Bowl where he's this almost safety linebacker hybrid with a mm-hmm. ton of athleticism and if he proves he can cover the tight ends and running backs there it's just gonna do wonders for him yeah absolutely um hopefully nate Lamon gets there too eventually he seems like a east west shrine game guy no offense he taught I, I like him though he had a big week this week yeah he's talking so. about it <laughs> uh sorry do you know who invited davion taylor i i don't but that, that's wow, why i tried to turn that uh can I guess? I don't know. Cordell Stewart. Cordell Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is awful. <laughs> you just turned this off. Uh, okay, I already alluded to him. But Florida Atlantic tight end Harrison Bryant. He seems like the type of tight end that would could potentially just blow up or totally fall apart there. Yeah, that's a good point. I, but, I mean, the duo of Pinkney and Bryant, I think it's pretty fun. Yeah, right? especially in a tight end class where we kind of entered the year and there's a lot of mystery around it after last year's great class. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's big for Harrison Bryant to be one of those guys to get to Mobile. Yeah, I, I mean, if they get Hopkins too, that's really coming together. Mm-hmm. But yeah, with Bryant, he's this long, lean tight end who, who can stretch the yeah. field a little bit. But if he doesn't look as athletic against top-tier talent as he does at FAU, yeah, or just can't block, I think that would be tough. Because he's not asked to do yeah. a whole lot of blocking there. Exactly. But his coach, Lane Kiffin, did get to uh, send the invite I, to him. So. Congrats, AJ. That's more of a win for you than him. Uh, okay, next up, Louisiana Lafayette offensive tackle, Robert Hunt. Interesting. You you watched him today, didn't I you? I did. I didn't know a whole lot about him. Um, threw him yeah. on. Really impressed. Uh, just 6'5", I believe. I think he's probably a guard in the NFL. Uh, mm-hmm. But mean as hell. And just an absolute mauler in the run game. Um, plays really good leverage and power at the point of attack. It's part of the reason I think he's probably a guard in the NFL. Uh, footwork not super consistent. Doesn't look like the greatest athlete. Doesn't look like the longest tackle either. But he looks like a guy who goes there and if he, if he has a big week playing guard. Like, I, I'm not yeah. kidding. I think he could be a day two pick. Like, that's how much I like Actually- 
There are a couple people that have them in their uh, top 100. Okay, though, like I so. have them like 113 or something now. So, okay. Yeah. Big, it's going to be big for him for yeah. sure. Uh, and then some non-FBS guys, a pair of them. Whoa. Southern Illinois safety Jeremy Chin, who we've heard. Interesting. Yeah, we've heard, we've heard yeah. like of the non-FBS prospects, he's one of the guys we've heard more about, I think, than anybody. Uh, it, like in the top three for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he he's a safety with a lot of size, six three two twelve, and just dominating his level of competition this year. In that level of competition, big time ball hawk. Just yeah. anytime you get to see a guy who dominates that level come and like let's see him match up with Jared Pinkney, for example, and see how uh, how big a drop off there is from each level. I think that's always fun. Absolutely, always is. I mean, to get like you, you know, usually there's even lower key. For, you know what it feels like? Always DBs are like the most well represented group for like non FBS. I think guys. so too. It's like pretty and like so to get to get like to get a higher tier. Like you know what I mean? Sometimes there's like really like guys that you just hear a little bit about. So to get a guy this early like that's supposed to be higher tier is actually really yeah. fun. And then finally, South Carolina State offensive lineman Alex Taylor. Who is six foot nine? <laughs> like the maybe the the least well known of yeah, the yeah. He, he's an App, Appalachian State transfer. Uh, was a big time uh, high school basketball player. He he just screams the classic senior bowl. Like my God, this guy's size, and you know he can move because he's a former basketball player. Like all these tools that you could potentially build into something. Rise hell mm-hmm. type. That's just the a very classic. There seems to always be that type of guy from the lower level at the senior bowl. G- Jim Nagy already said his comps for him are Julian Davenport and uh, Brandon Parker. Yeah, who obviously two former senior bowl guys who fit the bill of what I just described. And went in the third round. Yep. But... Is that a prediction? <sighs> Maybe. Do you grade based on what you, like things like that? Like, oh, these guys went in the third round. <laughs> Stick a third round grade what? on Alex Taylor. Neither of them should have won in the third round, but whoa, I'll still whoa, say that. Whoa, whoa, I love Bucknell, but I, I mean, come on. Sorry, Joe. Okay. Friend of the show. Speaking of Bucknell, Kentucky's got a forward who transferred <laughs> from Bucknell. I learned that tonight. Uh, Could it be at the Senior Bowl? Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. Now, into your regular programming. Is that how they say it? Yeah. Schedule. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's why you're here. Uh, okay, our ESPN Game Day Celebrity Picker this past week for the Memphis SMU game, Jerry the King Lawler. What did you think? I thought he was lots of fun in Memphis. Right? He was lots of fun, but I'm still disappointed it wasn't uh, Penny. I know. He was on the sidelines at the game. Looking though, swag. He was, he was. Um, it was. I thought it was pretty cool, the setup on, uh, on Beale Street there. Um, no, Memphis was a great place to have it for sure. It was cool. It, it was it was very exciting. <laughs> and of course, they're wearing the Elvis suit. It was pretty it's great. It's always nice when they go somewhere like they haven't been. And, yeah, and the city gets just pumped and for like, it. Like Corso goes goes all out. Yeah, and like yeah, Lawler honestly is a, I thought was a really good choice. Other than I wish it was Penny. No, absolutely. I mean. I am not a big wrestling fan, so I did not know much about him before. <laughs> but he was extremely enjoyable. So. What did you give him? <sighs> Seven That's and a half. That's what I gave him. Wow. Okay, week 11, obviously, they're heading to Tuscaloosa, Alabama for number one. Where else? 
Where else would it be, Rob? I, I guess it's not number one LSU anymore with these college football playoff rankings that were thrown <laughs> oh, in the face. Fuck. Why'd you bring it up? I had to. <laughs> so I guess now it's number two LSU uh, against at number three Alabama. Okay, it's not. It's one versus two. I don't care. Penn State's Rob. four. Nothing matters. Everything's fake. That's that's it's, the point of this. The first one of the year is literally just to grab headlines, and we all the know first it. couple. Yeah, and the only one that matters is the last one. So whoa, what? Yeah, they don't hang banners for being banners for being the week eleven fourth rated team in the country. I mean, Penn State might. Okay, who who do we think is gonna be the celebrity picker for uh, LSU Alabama? Hey, I actually did research this time. God, I didn't. I just Google Alabama alumni and look at this list I have. Respect. Um, okay, well, f- that'd be sick. <laughs> okay, no, uh, okay. In my heart, I want Sean Alexander. Yeah, of course, it's not happening. Because of course, uh, Joe Namath makes a lot of sense. Because he always you pops can't up. trust him on set. <laughs> I, think, I think that's what makes him great. Uh, apparently, a hot name uh, is Justin Thomas, the golfer. I I personally wouldn't like that. Why? Why not, Rob? You hate golf. I hate Justin Thomas. We've known this for years. So <laughs> I mean, we're both big Bubba fans. Uh, it's it's known. The only Justin Thomas I trust is the Georgia Tech quarterback. Okay. After a lot of quick thinking on this uh, and googling, I'm thinking Bear Bryant. <laughs> Respect. Okay. If they could bring Bear Bryant back to life. I would like that a lot. My there is, there is there's a lot of celebrity Alabama fans though. My second choice is Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> How about your boy Jason Isbell? He's a Bama fan. Is he? Yes. Yeah. How has he been mentioned twice in like three week span on this podcast? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart, who was Sabrina the Teenage Witch, I believe, was an Alabama fan. Okay. I don't know. Uh, uh, my like, final choice is Dabo Sweeney. He's an Alabama alum. <laughs> Choices are so strong this week. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, uh, one more for you. Ringo Starr once tweeted, Roll Tide, Peace and Love in an Alabama okay, shirt. So. you can get Ringo on in. <laughs> or, what if they got Ringo and Robert Ori together? <laughs> Why not? The two goats. Yeah, yeah. The, the Bama yeah. goats, as I call them. Okay, I don't. I honestly don't know. They should pick Jason Isbell. That's all I'll say. I, I, Justin. I don't know. Thomas Alexander or or uh, Joe Namath feels right. Okay. Uh, On to our superlatives, because it doesn't get old here at Seven Rounds in Heaven. Yeah. Whoa. Relax. Yeah. Right. Okay. Best freshman you saw this week. I got, I, uh, this I one's got like seven. <laughs> Two, actually. Okay. But I do have four. It's a, it's a, it's a lot. Uh, okay, I'm going to the first one I'll shout out is for you, Rob. Sam Howell. <laughs> you know he's number one You're, on my list. I know he is. That's why I have him number one on mine. Completion percentage wasn't great. Only 15 completions, but it was for 353 and four touchdowns. He kept them in it against Virginia. He did. And, like, he, if, if you saw this stat, I'm going to reference a lot. Uh... There's only two quarterbacks in the country with five or less interceptions, 25 or more touchdown mm-hmm. passes, and 20, uh, 2,400 total passing yards or more, and it's him and Joe Burrow. 
I called Sam the first and second I, pick in the draft. I called Sam Howell being the best, and I was right. <laughs> and I called it when I watched him on Elite Eleven like a year and a half ago. You did. You did. He's, he's you my did. guy. Uh, he's been good, and when they put more talent around him, if it ever happens, they'll be a good football uh, team. Can I predict on this podcast right now? He will be the number one pick in the 2022 NFL draft. All right, it's uh, it's written. Thank you. The receipts are made. Thank you. Screenshot that. <laughs> Who else you got? Uh, okay, Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah, my second he choice. Just looks like he's gonna be that number one pick. <laughs> same... Oh yeah. Wait. <laughs> okay. Second, oh, second well, overall pick is what I meant. We'll edit that out. Yeah, don't thanks. Worry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for sure. He he's just been a like it's a little a little bit of a slow start, and then he's just been pretty studly the yeah, last couple he weeks. He was giving it to USC. Um, yeah, and, and he like the way that the Chase Youngs, the JD Clownies, the Miles Garretts mm-hmm. of the world looked as freshmen, just physically. Yeah, they looked NFL ready, and then as they begin to put it together, it's just the height, weight, speed. Just his ability to bend the edge despite being that big a pass rusher. Yeah, and like like the physical freakiness at the age of eighteen or nine, like you know, way too young to be that much. Yeah, of a and like he's still he's freak. still like the, he hasn't even unlocked using his hands yet. He's just winning with pure like athleticism and bend right yeah. now. So once that starts to come, and he he gets some like a patent and go to move and like works in some counters, I think he's just that freak edge rusher that every NFL team wants. Yeah. Uh, we hit my two guys. Who do you got third? Uh, Kenneth Gainwell, the Memphis running back. Ah, I wanted to throw him in. Okay, he's really interesting. He is very interesting. Uh, I didn't know a ton about him. Nor did I. But now I know he runs hard as hell. Mm-hmm. Not the biggest guy, but explosive contact balance. Uh, I don't know. Mike Dorval just seems to know how to find these weapons and we're going to talk about some more in a bit uh, and and develop them like it's honestly like uh, i don't know if he gets enough credit for it because it's really impressive yeah no for sure and like the fact that like gainwell is a i think he's is a red shirt freshman i i don't know i I thought he was a shoe i can check quick um but, like, because Patrick Taylor was supposed to be their guy in the backfield this year, and he, he got yeah. injured and Gamewell stepped in and has been awesome. Yeah, and, like, his ability to catch the ball, too, is really yeah. impressive. Um, yeah, I think he's a retro okay. flash. And then Caden Slovis I put down, too. I know he threw three interceptions and they lost to Oregon, but I still came away impressed. Like, he had them in it for a bit. And his, he's just very poisoned and doesn't seem to get shook under pressure whatsoever. He stares down. Like, with the rush coming down, he'll hold strong in the pocket and make a play. Yeah. I um, it, It's going to be pretty interesting to see what happens with the USC's quarterback situation going forward. Yeah. Especially depending on who they hire. Because I'm assuming yeah. the going to get fired. And, it, like, Slovis isn't, and Slovis isn't an Urban Meyer QB if that is who they end up going with. All right, who you've got for best sophomore this week? I feel like we're getting to the point where every week we kind of have to mention uh, Panay Sewell, Oregon's tackle. Yeah, he looks like like a, a top pick uh, for twenty twenty one for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another, you know, what? I, there was there was a, a little bit. I, I mean, it was really good performance, but there was a, he had a little issues. But like the athleticism, 
the pass block. He feels so re- like pretty well rounded for a true sophomore. Yeah, he's just massive. Yeah, he's he's fairly like the ath- the athleticism. Like it's he's really impressive. Just it it's always surprisingly stands out on on an offensive line full of future NFL players. It it's yeah it's pretty nuts. Um, I think another guy who's been mentioned before and could be consistently mentioned, Florida tight end Kyle Pitts. You know what? I, I think that's fair. He's keeps being pretty interesting to he, me. Though. There are people who argue he's the best tight end in the country. Mm. And he would you argue that? I'm very high on like Bryson Hopkins and Hunter Bryant, but like Pitts yeah. looks like the tight end one for next year for sure. He's. Mm-hmm. I love how they use him too. They use him all over the place. He's a complete mismatch. He's almost like a hybrid receiver tight end because of how he's yeah. built. He's very lean. Obviously, there will be concerns about blocking, but yeah, just the height weight speed mismatch, and he's such a natural pass catcher. Like Liss is six six two forty, and you know what's pretty impressive in that Florida offense that hasn't been very consistent. He's been yeah, he's consistent. a go to pass catcher playmaker, and they've got a couple like. And if like Swain, Swain's not bad. Like he's he's Van Jefferson. Um, there's a couple yeah. of them. Yeah, that are yeah. like at minimum going to be in training camps. And yep, for and sure. Pitts just stands out, and he was like the the go to consistent weapon against Georgia when the offense couldn't get anything going. Absolutely. Um, I'll throw another name out here that I didn't know, but had a big performance this week. It was against UAB, but Bryce Thompson, the Tennessee corner, had three picks. Uh. Pretty like nice picks. Not the biggest guy, 5'11", 181. Has had some off-field issues. I just want to name him because he could be an interesting guy to keep your eye and on. And you're high on Tennessee Bulls football. They're really well built. <laughs> <laughs> okay, weekday warrior. Wasn't a lot of choices of games this week. No. I mean, like no. Baylor-West Virginia was the game, but like it was a bad game. But Baylor still managed to win. Yeah, they did. Um, I I thought one guy uh, actually stood out from that game. Denzel Mims. Uh, was Mims your yeah. choice? I actually went with someone different because I figured you were going to choose Mims, so I went on to the West Virginia defensive side of the okay. ball. Uh, Darius Stills, junior into its interior defensive mm-hmm. lineman, had three sacks in the game, uh, ten tackles, built six one two ninety two, so kind of that uh, that undersized penetrator, seven sacks on the year. Yeah. Pretty good athlete. Interesting guy to keep your Definitely. eye on. And I, w- I want Mims because he was like the only consistent, exciting offensive threat in the game. Yes, and it's he's true. he's been kind of all over the place this season. He's yeah. going to be a polarizing prospect. But this uh, this was a big-time performance from him, and like he's pretty much why they won. And still had a fumble. Well, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, stands on Mims. He's either going to drop a pass or fumble at some point. He's... I think he's just going to keep becoming more polarizing as we move through the process. I'm excited to get closer to the point where we have guys declaring and not like not declaring, so we can I me too clean up yeah. this class, especially at receiver where there's just so many dudes and 100 percent and like it, it just it feels so cloudy right now, just not knowing who's going to declare and and whatnot, and it really like puts this class all over the place. Absolutely, a hundred percent agree. You know, like by the time March rolls around, we'll we'll finally have an idea. I hope, but yeah, I, I just I want to see who's actually coming out because it's it's kind of overwhelming at this point. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think I think about that all the time. It keeps me up at night. Uh, yeah. Uh, best prospect you saw this week? I uh, went with Andrew Thomas, 
George's tackle. Yeah, he, again, it's a lot of the time it's the same people, and he was. Yeah. Although the offense was a little stale against Florida, he had a game, and they, they that that's against NFL talent on the defensive line. Exactly. I like. I thought Zuniga Zuniga <laughs> flashed a couple times, but uh, Thomas, whoever was going up against him, uh, he shut yeah, him down. He he was awesome. He just has all the tools to be that perfect franchise left tackle. He's mm-hmm. not getting into the top five. Okay. I also threw Derek Brown's name down. I watched the Auburn Ole Miss game. I don't know why I watched the Auburn Ole Miss game. You like to torture yourself. But up. I don't know if you at least saw it on Twitter. The play uh, Derek Brown ins- made from the sideline. Uh, uh, just an <laughs> absolutely nuts play. It it was like, it shouldn't uh, have happened. But the fact that it did was so like everybody knows who Derek Brown is now. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, just. The closing speed and the ability to make that, that tackle open field space. Tackle. Oh my god! It's it was really the, man, the really man's impressive. a monster and he's playing himself into that top ten talk. I truly believe that we had him go fourteenth to the Cardinals in our mock last week. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's just oh, he is sick. I imagine him at the Senior Bowl. He'd be way too much fun in one on ones. Like, there's a chance. This senior bowl's interior defensive line. Now, I, like you said, we shouldn't get ourselves excited like this. Too late. I know. We'll have Derek Brown, Javon Kinlaw, uh, Neville Gallimore, and Raekwon Davis. Like that. <sighs> what a good That would be insane. Now we won't get if that, you, I'm sure. But if you could only have one of them, Derek Brown. Just because I want to watch him blow people up. You know what? I, I feel the I feel the same, but I'm going to say Javon Kinlaw just because I want to see him. I think he would be the most like wow, like jaw dropping. Yeah, some of the stuff he can do. Where mm-hmm. I think Derek Brown will win the most consistently, but Kinlaw just does I, I things agree. other guys can't do. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. at the same time, Gallimore is a freak athlete as well. Yeah, honestly, Raekwon Davis would be last. Agreed. Um. Okay, who's shooting up the board for you? We we did uh, we did some tight end talk already, but I want to throw Hunter Bryant's name in here. Yeah, I, I have a, him as well. Had a really impressive game against USC. Uh, six catches, one hundred five, two touchdowns. Utah, not USC. Oh, why did I say USC? Thank you, Utah. <laughs> a little bit better defense and better coached. Um, <laughs> that athleticism he finally showed off, or not finally, but you know he keeps showing. Yeah, he's off. been awesome all year. He has. Uh, Again, a tight end's another group that, like, I, I know it's not as many names as the wide receiver position, but still murky. And he's a really interesting guy where he's, like, 6'2", 240, and just this really, really athletic dude who if you put him in the right role, and it won't, I don't think it will be, like, the the classic Class, inline tight yeah. end role, but if you take advantage of the, all these things he can do after the catch and just with that burning speed, he's going to be a fun one. I, th- like, I, I think someone's going to take him on day two with a good plan in mind. At least I, I hope so. Cardinals do it. That'd be cool. That'd be pretty fun. Um, yeah. yeah, so I, I had Hunter Bryant down as well. Another tight end. Uh, I watched the Purdue-Nebraska game. Actually, mm-hmm. it ended up being a really good game. Uh, and my boy from Purdue, Bryson Hopkins, 8 for 97. Mm-hmm. Made a huge clutch play down the seam on the uh, Purdue uh, go-ahead scoring drive. He just his he's like six five two fifty so perfect size, um, and he just can eat down the scene. Yeah, I'm, uh, there's there's like a lot to like. 
Like, none of these tight ends are, like, complete, but they all have things that you like a yeah, lot. Yeah, for mm-hmm. me right now, just so far through this year, I think yeah. Hopkins and Bryant, Hunter Bryant have really separated themselves from a very tight mm-hmm. pack yeah. where, like, we talked about, like, it was up in the air who could be the, the like, kind of consensus top guys. And I think, yeah, those those two, um, but even, like, Pinkney's obviously uh, one of the, I think one of the safer tight end options. Mm-hmm. High floor yeah. guy, and then like Cole Komet's really interesting from Notre Dame. And like yeah. Grant, Grant Calcaterra hasn't had the year a lot of people are hoping for, and he's been banged up. Yeah, yeah. so I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to OU. And like we haven't hold, heard a lot about Kobe Parkinson just because Stanford sucks. And like Albert O at Missouri, nobody's talked about him. It's it's a very strange tight end group. And then obviously our boy from Cincinnati, Josiah Deguara. And, like, Harrison Bryant's going to be the senior role. Mitchell um, Wilcox from South Florida. Wilcox. We, we haven't talked about I didn't even either. mention that CJ O'Grady just got kicked off Arkansas this week. Yeah. And he was one of the guys yeah. who could have been a top 10 tight end. And, like, Jacob Breed. I thought he's had a, he, he's had a nice year. Yeah, so no, that's check. what I mean. Like, he could have he, – he was playing himself in the potential top 10 tight end talk. Yeah, Breland's hurt. And Matt Bushman. <laughs> he keeps low-key. Yeah, I love Matt man. Bushman. And then Adam Trotman's really interesting from Dayton. Exactly, yeah. It, it's – it's a lot yeah. of dudes. Uh, but, yeah, to me, Hopkins and Hunter Bryant have been the two that have really separated uh, themselves this year. So that that's my tight end one and uh, tight end two thus far. I, I agree. I agree. And, you know, I th- Hunter Bryant's gotten better this year. Yeah, which, he, uh, he looks much more – like can, he's just more consistent. He's a better route runner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's all, the concentration drops, I think he's Yeah, and he's up. making all these great body control ball adjustment grabs and contested mm-hmm. catches through traffic. He yeah. looks like that Jordan Reed esque tight end if you can really get him in the right role, and then but okay. like to me Hopkins is that Mark Andrews type of tight end where he's just got this big size he knows how to shield and use his body down the seam and just mm-hmm. be a mismatch. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's an interesting class. Um, I, I'll I'll go I'll stick in the same okay. game, and go with one of your guys, who uh, you were higher on than me. Uh, I don't know why I said it like that. You were higher on me. J.D. Spielman. Yeah, my boy. Your boy. I'm surprised you haven't mentioned him yet. Uh, had a really good game. The the one big play. Six catches, 123. He, I, I, he's in, he's he's in that, that role of the receiver type the NFL's liking right now. Yeah. Honestly, I again, I was lower on him than you were in the summer. And he wasn't blowing me away early in the year, but Nebraska's been just a mess. So I mean, this game was big for him. Yeah, him, him, and KJ Hamler are both in that type where they could really put themselves up the board as we get closer and closer. Yeah, and Spielman just feels until this week at least not mentioned that much, and then he had a he been, know, this he's game. been banged up too. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, he he's obviously a big play type, Brandon Cooks type of receiver. That's kind of, and we know how much I love Brandon Cooks. You do. Um, no, definitely a good one. Sticking at receiver, I'll, I'll jump over to uh, Jawan Johnson. Yeah, he yeah. finally would like got healthy for Oregon, and was yeah. the exact weapon Justin Herbert's needed. And he put up mm-hmm. one hundred six and three scores into USC. Did a great job in contested catch scenarios. Was winning one on one. Was a red zone threat. Uses big body, and he's a guy who two years ago there was this talk with all these Penn State receivers coming out that he was the next one in line. And then, yeah. like, last year was just a drop machine. And, obviously, grad transfers to Oregon and finally gets healthy. And this is the game he needed to really get 
talk, like people talking about him again. I, I'm glad he had this game because I, I think we both liked yeah, him quite we a bit, did. didn't we? No, for sure. Like I thought when, qu- two years ago, uh, before last year at Penn State, yeah, I thought he could he have was... been like a potential day two guy. Yeah, and then I, I th- think in the summer I had him f- like I like pegged him as a potential fourth, fifth round guy. So I was like pretty pretty high on him, and then I'm he's you know. Hasn't been healthy, and then finally had this big breakout game. Yeah, um, I I don't know if it, there's going to be enough consistent tape down the stretch from him at Oregon to uh, agreed like be more than maybe a late round flyer. But uh, I agree. this is a super promising game. Uh, he also made one of the greatest catches of the season last year. He did. It was Instead insane. Of, like, dropping things I could catch. It's <laughs> true. Anyone else? Uh yeah, I got a couple more actually. Uh, cool. Jumping to your team, Michigan, uh, Josh Uche against Maryland. Cool. I'm glad you have him. I, I think I had him like three weeks ago, so I didn't want to throw yeah, him Yeah, two, two sacks and just he seems to be he, heating up a lot more lately. He Absolutely. He's helped himself a lot. And like I mentioned three weeks ago, I think I had him. He's helped himself a lot in these last One couple weeks. One of those weeks. kind of undersized speed rushers. Uh, he was giving Maryland fits. Yeah, been all potential in his career, kind of, and finally starting to pull together. Um, then also, Georgia linebacker Monty Rice, he was all over the field against Florida. Mm-hmm. And it's a very, like, after, like, the top five guys, it's a very unclear linebacker all class. I, oh, yeah. I kind of don't expect him to go pro, but he's a definitely an interesting guy with tools to watch. And then Washington, left tackle, Trey Adams. They lost to Utah... But he did a really mm-hmm. good job on Bradley and A, and like was looking like that potential day two guy if the medicals check out. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, um, we've had a couple of those tackles shoot up the board, and you know your boy Wills looks like he's gonna be a first round pick right now. But uh, yeah, Adams can. I mean, remember how there's a lot of hype with him too, and I it just if he keeps putting together performances and staying healthy. He's, it, like he can even push into the end of round one, you know what I mean? Yeah, just for the need. And again, we need to see who declares and who doesn't. Yeah. Uh, okay, sliding down the board? Actually, you know what? I'm staying at the same school. A guy I was really high on, and he's been injured, nagging injuries, played through on this week, but just been kind of inconsistent to me. And we talked so much about this class of wide receivers. I, I'm putting Aaron Fuller's name here. Yeah, he's been up and down this year. I mean, he struggled with some concentration drops and exactly. consistency. It's had the the big spectacular catches, but like you said, concentration drops, the injuries, the just being inconsistent overall, and it's just not helping him. And I I think we were both big on him in the summer. Yeah, he, so he's, he's like my re- receiver fourteen, I think. Mm-hmm. Like I, I thought, thought he looked like a, a guy who could plug in as a slot pretty quickly. Yeah, and it just. I mean, I, I hope the, the health is all sorted. Senior and, potential, though. Yes, and I think he could look really good there. Uh, I'm going to stick at receiver and a guy who's sliding down the board, not for on-field, but because he tore his ACL, unfortunately. Yeah. Oklahoma's receiver, Talon Wallace, who's a guy we mocked in the first round of our mock last week. Yeah, this this really sucks. Um, he was definitely back in the Blitnikoff race this year mm-hmm. after being a finalist last year. Uh, a guy who, despite not ma- like fantastic size, Wins a ton of contested catches because of body control, a really crisp route runner, and a guy who had one of the most magnificent yak plays of the season. Yeah, that was nuts. Like, I think uh, Tyler Wallace up there for, like, guys 
that have just like won me over big time yeah, this year. Yeah, I love him. And this sucks. Me too. And I, this this really sucks. And like we keep saying, the wide receiver class is nuts. So these things just he's he's a true guys. junior. I wonder if he would consider returning just to like really because I I think he could have been a first round pick. I do too. I I, I think. I think the chance is there. I mean, the quarterback's still going to be there. Obviously, Gundy's not going. You know what I mean? It's a good situation for him to go back yeah. to. Uh, who else do you have sliding down the board? Uh, those those are my two. Who, who do you have? I have three quarterbacks here. Jake. I, I don't like being mean. Jacob Eason, Jordan Love, and Justin Herbert. Okay, uh, let's start with Jordan Love because he's my prospect who made me look stupid. I I didn't know where to talk about him, so let's talk okay. about him. Do you think he turns pro still? I have no idea. So what I was gonna say is, uh, like a weird game. BYU, kind of a good team. <laughs> like he threw for almost 400 yards, but the, the picks, man. Like I was really bullish on him in the summer. I, I'm sure you remember, but it, he just hasn't made those steps, and he keeps on making the same mistakes. And the interceptions just keep piling. Yeah, he's up. got nine touchdown passes to 12 interceptions. That is not good. That's. I, I guess stats, you know, stats aren't everything, but that's hard to draft in the And, like, now. we've seen him on the big stage twice this year, and in both games it was a lot of the same, these up. awful turnovers. Yeah. It's yeah. like you would basically be drafting him based solely on the physical tools and hoping you can develop him, but you can't play him as a rookie because he's just not ready. The it's, coaching change obviously hurt. Yeah, no, it did. It's like... Do you go back? Like, uh, I, don't know. I, I mean, a guy like that coming off the seat, like he's. I don't think he can go in the first round. I don't think so right now either. Uh, again, but like, if you get a second round grade, like, do you do you come out? I don't know because I think I he has know. all the tools to be a first round pick. Me too. So let's say he goes back and put like has that bounce back season and also gets to use the senior bowl. Yeah, I don't know. He, it's just he's like a, a really interesting one to track. He is. It just feels like there's not a lot of help there either, and I don't know. It's gonna give me really. Interesting. I love Jordan Love, so I hope he uh, gets everything. Uh, okay, about. let's jump to Jacob Eason, who also could return to school, and I think is getting closer to doing so. Uh, threw two picks and lost a fumble against Utah. Saw some strong play early f- and just kind of fizzled down the stretch and made some awful decisions. Yeah, so like the highs are high and the lows are low with Jacob Easton. The both interceptions were just brutal. Similar like, to Love, he's got all these physical tools you love, but he's just not ready. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, like when you put it all together, it's like it doesn't look bad on paper, but like it was not great because, like you said, it was he started hot, fizzled off, and like both interceptions were just not good. But like. Do you think he goes back? What do you think? I think right now, if gun to my head, I see Eason, Love, and Fromm all go back. Really? Okay. I, I think um, Fromm goes back just because that's how he, like that's just how the how's how he's built. Like he's built to want to just play for Georgia, and he wants to win that national championship. And I think if he doesn't, he would go back. So you know, no, and I agree with you because I agree that they all have different reasons for going back. Eason just from, Eason needs to play more. Exactly. Eason, he needs to play more. Love just because it wasn't his year and from because that's who he is. And I, I think I agree with you. And, you know, for, for Eason to go back, like, that's a really good situation to return to. Yeah, too. yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, 
Another year with Peterson is just it's just going to keep helping. And then mm-hmm. Justin Herbert, I know the number like four total touchdowns, completed one percent, but it just felt very like it was a slow start. Some mm-hmm. inconsistencies. He really started to, to heat up later in the game, especially once he started finding Juwan Johnson. But it was a lot of like I'm just waiting for Justin Herbert to have that wow game first from first snap to closing whistle of just dominating because he's this top ten quarterback. And you just don't you it's, don't get it, and you get it with Tua, and you get it with Joe Burrow, but you don't get it with Justin Herbert. It's like for us who have long liked Justin Herbert, it's extremely frustrating because I just want to see it happen. And it, that, it, which makes me even more confident in my Carson Wentz comparison. Yeah, just in, like yeah. has all this all these tools and can make some crazy plays, but it's not consistent, and there's just. Like I, I, I still have him as a first round quarterback, but he's. I was about to. He's my Q, yeah. He's my QB to, three. I was about to ask if we just to run back through the those four quarterbacks. I name. You think Herbert's a first round pick yeah. still, right? You don't think Fromm's a first round. I don't pick. think Fromm's a first round pick. No. If Jordan Love comes out right now, he's not a first round pick. I think it would be super hard for a GM to take him with the year he's had. And lastly, and I think the most interestingly, probably Jordan I think Mason, someone would pull think? the trigger. I agree with all of those. Yeah, I'm takes. a genius. Uh, <laughs> I'm stupid, so oh. no. Maybe you're. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, I agree with I agree with you though. No, it's yeah. a totally weird QB class. Like, I would personally like people might not love my take. I think Jalen Hurts is more ready than some of these dudes. <laughs> he's, you know, he's been through a lot, and he's. I love Jalen Hurts the person. I'm sold on Jalen Hurts. Hurts Hurts the person. I think a giant check mark. Like you don't have to worry if, about that. If at I'm all. taking a quarterback in the second round, it's Jalen Hurts. But you know you, like like Matt Nagy feels like a fit. Ah, that's where you I mocked I mean? him in my mock draft last week. I did three round good. mock. I forgot to tweet it, but hey, you can find it. Good plug Thanks. though. Um, yeah, I know the quarterbacks again. We'll see who comes out and who doesn't. But it's it's gonna be a really 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 fun. Just to keep tr- keeping track of these guys. I hope Justin Herbert goes to the Senior Bowl because we're just on that now. I think he will. I think he it's will. A- he feels like a guy, and he, I think he knows he he needs it a little yeah. bit. Okay, out of nowhere prospect. Uh, there was an easy one this week for me. Minor uh, t- from Wake Forest. <laughs> Respect. I'm going with Antonio Gibson, the senior wide okay, receiver from Memphis. I, I, I just had so many people in different spots. I just kept them the Memphis boys to my small school guy who caught my eye. I respect that. Uh, I couldn't do it because he was too damn good. He's first of all well built, six two two twenty one, monstrous game. Six catches, one hundred thirty three yards, one touchdown. Also three carries. Had about seventy eight yard touchdown, ninety seven yards total. I mean, and the kick return touchdown, and the kick return t- like he just he had three hundred and eighty six yards from scrimmage on twelve touches. It's nuts, and I mean like. At that size, with like he's, the the big playability, senior senior bowl, and he's a senior and he, out of nowhere. Uh, we keep talking about Norvell and how good of a job he's done with the skill position guys in this. Floors, he looks really interesting. Hire Mike Norvell, and yeah, or or he can leverage it to get a big contract like PJ. Smart man, PJ, because you yes, <laughs> you would turn Florida State around. <laughs> uh, okay, I have three week Forest players. <laughs> I was super in on watching Wake just destroy NC State. Yeah, I don't know what my pick was last week. I can't believe it. Um, okay, first, 
Uh, Amari mm-hmm. Henderson, the corner opposite Isang Basie. Yes. Four pass breakups, two picks, was making every big play in coverage, feisty as hell, coming up as mm-hmm. a run defender. Looks like he's got some NFL nickel potential. Um, next, receiver Kendall Hinton uh, playing yeah. some slot. Uh, Sage Serac gets a lot of the attention. Hinton was doing big damage. Um, yep. Former quarterback. And he's just interesting. A senior, a senior who, yeah, former quarterback, got some interesting athleticism, some nice quicks. Uh, caught my eye. And then, Wake's actual quarterback, Jamie Newman. So, the broadcast had some outlandish comparisons. Oh, okay, hold on. We've spoiled a couple of my further ones because I threw him for overhyped because... He's not overhyped. <laughs> Well, no, just because of the McElroy thing. I wanted to bring it up. I didn't know, I didn't know if you were going well, to. The, the pl- uh, I forget who the play-by-play guy was. Was It, it was McElroy. It was yeah, McElroy, he's yeah. the, He was the color guy. Oh, sorry, sorry, Dave sorry. Pash, maybe, was the play-by-play what guy. Compared him to Ben Roethlisberger. McElroy and, said, I believe the, the, he's, he's as talented as anyone in the ACC. He, he, he's, he says he's Cam Newton as well. Exactly, yeah. Some crazy shit. But, but Jamie Newman was awesome against NC State. And mm-hmm. then I watched his tape. He's one of my ten top ten quarterbacks. He's an interesting Six, guy. Six four two like, forty five has a really sh- really, really strong runs. arm. A nice power running style. I think he goes yeah. back, and I think he's one of the best senior quarterbacks in the country next year. I really really I, enjoyed him. Yeah, no, I just watching Wake football this year. He's been he's been good and, and I, fun. I also I, think there's a chance Sage Surratt goes back because he's only a Richard sophomore. And uh, if you saw Greg Dortch as a redshirt sophomore at Wake and come out last year and go undrafted, mm-hmm. maybe Sage Surratt returns as well, and those guys both have a ton of hype entering next year. And then Dave Clawson wins the ACC. November 16th, Clemson, South Carolina. Does Wake Forest go in and upset them, Rob? Yes. Clemson's going to drop one. They're not even a college football playoff team, according to the thing I watched at halftime of this or between the Duke Kansas and Michigan State Kentucky game. See, if Clemson were smart, they would have dropped one early. Yeah, hundred percent. They can't. They can't lose now. Lose they could have lost early. Get out of the way quick. See, they could have lost a like Hughes when people still thought they, they were good. Sh- they should have lost no North Carolina. They should. I mean, they should have. They almost yeah. did. Uh, one more guy who didn't play for Wake plays for Georgia. Lawrence Cager. Yeah, the yeah. Miami transfer. Um, he finally kind of put mm-hmm. it all together too, similar to Juwan Johnson, where. He's this height, weight, speed kind of grad transfer receiver who had some height yes. uh, and got healthy and, yeah, went off against Florida for 132 and a score, and Fromm really likes him. He does. Um, Cager looked really good. Yeah. There's another yeah. senior. Senior bowl. I'm just going to say yeah. everyone's going to the senior bowl. I hope so. I hope everyone's at the senior bowl. Me uh, too. Prospect who made you look stupid. You already mentioned Jordan Love. Yeah. Uh, I'm sad about Jordan Love. Too. But if he goes back and puts it together, and then he's at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, I think he'd be like he should be at the Senior Bowl, but I mean, it's a tough decision for him. I think. Uh, okay, for me, Jalen Johnson, the corner from Utah, a guy mm-hmm. who I, I, I mean, like he's one of my top ten corners, but I don't love him. He's in the back end of my top ten. There's some people who really like him, like top fifty type pick. Um, I've been a little lower on him than that. He looked awesome against Washington. He had the pick six. He just looked so smooth, yep. and his ball skills were on fleek, as the kids say. 
Wow, I can't believe you, you dropped yeah. it. Yeah. Um, uh, to spoil myself, quick, uh, my prospect first prospect metrics. I just wanted to talk about them. I had Eason and Jalen Johnson. I was also not too impressed with Jalen Johnson in the summer, and uh, we already talked about Eason a lot. But Johnson, like you said, the pick six and just looked really impressive. And I mean, um, well built. Interesting. Uh, sticking on prospect versus prospect in that game, I put Trey Adams and Bradley Ine. Mm-hmm. And they had the one sack, but Adams kind Adams of kept him quiet. The like, yeah, the rest of the game, other than that. Yeah. I, yeah. I also uh, another prospect versus prospect matchup um, in the Pac-12. Uh, the USC duo of Tyler Vaughn's and Michael Pittman versus the Oregon duo of Thomas Graham and Demondre Lenoir. Lenoir had the awesome interception. Yeah. Uh, also, big pass breakup. Um. Yeah, that that one hand interception was sick. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I I I like him a lot. There, I like Thomas Graham a lot too. Dude, I I feel like I always have like mini crushes on Oregon DBs. Thomas Graham, like I just think he's such a nice nickel prospect. I mean, yeah, they're always <laughs> they're always nickel prospects, yeah. and like they're always kind of under the radar. But like when you throw the tape on, they're like oh like they got some fights, they got some ball skills. Always a pretty yeah. Good. Like that was just those two versus those two was just a great matchup. Uh, speaking on Pittman though, like I, th- I, he's been so interesting this year. I think he's another guy who's gonna be polarizing. I exactly, if you, if you but really like, like that type of receiver, like some people are gonna have him really high. I yeah, he feels like he, he's surprised me with his athleticism he's this got year awesome too. Though. Hands too. Yeah, I, that's why I liked a lot in the summers how strong his hands is and, the, and like the high point yeah. um, ability. But like he's looked a, like a better athlete than yeah. I thought. But then the, the beginning of the year was really bad. So, I mean, he's going to be polarizing, I agree. Uh, okay, prospect who played the box score? I'm sticking in Washington, and this was another guy I liked in the summer, Rob, and uh, I, I still like him. Uh, Levi, on Wuzuriki. Yeah, he, he had with, a really strong start to the game. Yeah, uh, three solo tackles, half a sack. Felt like he was like involved in all... You, you, like, not just... I thought, I thought he had a full game. But like it felt like he was involved in a lot yeah, of plays. Yeah, he, um, he, he was... Making plays in the way that he wasn't making, like he was making the play happen for others. Yeah, exactly, and which is just as good almost when you're in tiered defensive line. He was messing up run lanes for Zach Moss a lot, constantly. Yeah, and I thought that's what really, um, really did it for him. Um, I, I think he's still a really interesting guy. There's a, there's a couple of those low key like interior defensive line guys. Like this, he'll be a quiet riser. Mm, yeah, because the the frame and good athlete yeah. and uh, I'm gonna stick on the D line, jumping over the Georgia with Tyler Clark. Just two tackles against Florida, but in a similar way to mm-hmm. uh, your boy, he yes, Ricky, yeah. Uh, he was just clogging up run lanes and in yeah. giving uh, Lamichael Piran nowhere to go, and uh, he just to me he he's like uh, kind of a a dude who can play any of the interior spots and just take on doubles and do the dirty work, and he might never put up big numbers or be a big time pass rusher, but you get a really strong yeah. run defender, Tyler Clark. Just, just a good football player. No, he's come out of the last few weeks too. Yeah, a, a lot of the time, the guy who plays the box score are those interior defensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Or you cheat and put an offensive yeah, line. That, that, that's always a good way when you don't have somebody. <laughs> no, I, I always try to put an ideal. Me to too. Be honest. I also threw Jeff Thomas's name down because he was cooking Florida State. He had a big touchdown. <laughs> But four for eighty four in a score, but 
if they had a little more consistent QB play, mm-hmm. I think Jeff Thomas would be being talked about a whole lot more because I, I think he's so good. Fair enough. Uh, prospect who is being overhyped, you already mentioned Jamie Newman. Yeah, because I just want to bring the, the Greg McElroy comments up. Who, who do you have? Uh, Anthony McFarlane, the Maryland running back. Oh, that's, you know what? That's a good one because he's kind of fallen off the face of the earth this year. Yeah, he's... I liked him a lot he, of the summer, but though. Some people were like saying, like, top, like sixty. No, no the, see, I remember he was a top ten running back in the class. Yeah, and, and this is a pretty like it's not like a super top heavy class, but it's just a very strong day two mm-hmm. type of running back class. Like he, he didn't have a bad game this week, but like he's only had one hundred yard performance. Yeah, this year. like their biggest run came from backup running back and. I don't know. He's just very boomer busty. I think he goes back to Maryland. I I think that makes sense. And like, if he comes out, he's like, it's not like I was. Yeah, the, I think I agree with you. He was the, the hype was a little too much on there. But like, as a bit player, I, I liked him and like you know potential. Yeah. Uh, I also put the Michigan big three receivers because like they never seem to have big games. They combined for ninety two yeah. yards on six catches against Maryland. Hey, that's... Treak Black, that's, Donovan, Peoples-Jones, and my boy Jones. Nico Collins. Nico Collins. It's going to be interesting to see with all three of them. I mean, but Shea Patterson sucks, so... They should all go back and just get all 1,000-yard seasons with... From yeah, Dylan no, he's not the answer either. Yeah, sure. Uh, tell me when he's not, Rob. We'll uh, see. Get, get, a grad, get Jordan Love to grad transfer to Michigan. Fuck, don't, don't get me or excited. Or I mean, if Rich Rod was still there, yes, please. <laughs> I hope both of them grad transfer somewhere cool. I yeah, because they uh, we haven't mentioned it, but they they said that it's unlikely that King's going back. Yeah, to Houston. which I mean that's like the seventh different report where we've heard one or the other though. But does it make sense for him to sit out the year just to go back? But also, why the the it was acted like Dana Holgerson told him to sit out so they could win the championship, the AAC next year. So like I don't know, there's so many conflicting reports on Dear King. There was. I, I I think he goes. If I were to say right now, I think he transfers. Who to where? Who's your bet? Uh, oh, fuck, I don't Ken, know. Uh, Kendall Bryles works at Florida State, but that staff's out. So I wonder. Mm, Oklahoma. I mean, that's where I want. But and Jordan Love. So people want Jordan Love to grad transfer. I oh, mean, so. yeah, I saw that. That'd be that'd be fucking nuts. That'd be a smart play. It, I mean, for both sides, yeah, it would. Uh, okay, enough of that. Small school guy who caught your eye. You already mentioned Antonio Gibson. How about the other Memphis receiver, Demonte Coxey? Yes, uh, good pick here. I uh, go S- ahead. Seven for one forty-three, two touchdowns, incredible one-handed grab. He he was one yep. of the uh, group of five receivers we talked about over the summer with a ton of potential. Mm-hmm. Only a junior. I bet he goes back. Agree. Um, but good size to yeah. him too. Just, like we said, Norvell just seems to know where to find this talent and develop it. He does. It's impressive, and no one talks. And then, obviously, our boy James Prochet. Of course. My number one choice, because, I mean, dude's a warrior. He's a slot machine. 13 catches, 149 yards, touchdown. He was hurt. Kept playing through it. I love James. He was with Roberson out for SMU, so Prochet was like, like, they needed him. Yeah, and, like, they didn't run the ball very well. Like, Boucher was all right, but, yeah, like... Yeah, Xavier Jones had a bad game. He did, he did, which hurts me. But, uh, okay, I'm... I, uh, James Brochet feels like he's going to be in the NFL for he's a long time. He's going to be at the senior bowl and be sick. 
Yeah. Dude, watch this. He's, he's going to be like a fourth or fifth round pick, but just be immediately a productive slot. I just, he, he's, he's a guy I trust, and I think he's a really high floor. Me too. Like, he's been so productive for four years. I really like him. And you, you called it out like three years ago when we were watching three Portland years. Sutton. And Trey, and Trey yeah, Quinn. I love you Corlin. love Corlin Sutton. I love Trey Quinn. Yeah, and we both love James Brochet. Yeah, like he just seems like a, such an easy plug in at slot. He does. Uh, anyone else? Uh, no, you got more Memphis. Just <laughs> <guys. laughs> keep naming them all. Uh, yeah, Brady White. I, 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 I'm I sorry. Too. I bet I, I I could win games under Mike Norville at quarterback. Come on. Hey, Bouchel's Bouchel's been not bad. Bouchel's someone to watch at the like like he's gonna end up at like the small yeah. games, and like especially because of his name, like I think he'll he'll be at, like the East West Shrine game. Bouchel, my pro count for him is Jeff Driscoll. They are very different sizes. No, no, because <laughs> transferring from a big program to a lower program and becoming good. That why more guys should do that. I, I love when I have, like, I, like, I don't know if I've, I've, I'm sure I've said it. I hated Jeff Driscoll at Florida. Loved him at losing that Yeah. Tech. No, big agree. And I loved, I liked freshman Shane Bouchel and then learned to hate him. And then I, I like SMU Shane Bouchel. More so. guys should transfer to smart group of five college coaches. Honestly, like, if it's not, I Like, if know. you're Tate Martell yeah. and you couldn't beat out, like, you transferred from Ohio State to Miami and you couldn't beat out either of the quarterbacks at Miami... Yeah, well, Tate Martell sucks, and he's kind of stupid. But, so like, if you're him, why wouldn't you want to transfer to a guy like uh, like uh, Dykes at SMU or Norvell at Memphis? Like, either one, because, like, they're, like, you know, take over for... Both those schools have grad transfer quarterbacks. Or not not grad transfer, but transfer quarterbacks but transfer. from Power 5 schools. And are both succeeding. I mean, Brady White's... Brady, Brady no, White, but, like, yeah. he is succeeding for by a college. He's succeeding. Transfers. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. More, more guys but should I mean, do that. Yeah. But, I mean, my, to be fair, Miami's quarterback situation is a mess, so can you blame Tate? No. Maybe. Just play <laughs> slot, Tate. Like, yeah, yeah. Support for Armchair comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Well, AJ, this week... I had to do some manscaping of my se- for myself, and without mm-hmm. the manscaped products, I was just a whole mess. How much of a mess? I ran out of band aids. <laughs> I'm allergic to band aids, so I can't. I can't even make mistakes. That's why I need manscaped. Manscaped has redesigned, 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 <laughs> redesigned. the electric trim. Their lawnmower 2.0 has propriety, propri- oh boy. proprietary <laughs> skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. That saves you money on Band-Aids, too. Manscaping accents are finally a thing of the past, and don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just nasty. Okay, judgy. It's a free Manscaped company. also has the crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. I actually really want this. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting in deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. 
Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code armchair. Also, once you've shaved your family jewels, head on over to my bookie and do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, use my bookie. Do you know you can bet games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet's going to lose, you can hedge it. If you want to parlay something and be a weird guy and bet 15 things and hope they all hit, you can do that at my bookie as well. My bookie's not going to judge the way you bet. They're going to let you bet on what you want to bet on. Tons of props, mm-hmm. money lines, spreads, whatever floats your boat. Join now, my bookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Let me ask you, Rob. Does it float your boat to bet on a row of the boat? We'll find out soon. Okay, week 11 matchups. I went 6-4 and four last week. AJ, how'd you do? Yeah, I went. I went. Tell me. 3-7. and oh seven. God, don't listen to AJ. It was like three games. I lost by half a point. Uh, the SMU, Florida. Like, fuck off. What is your overall record? Uh, worse than you now. I'm 46-44, and 44, <laughs> so I'm still up 48-42. and 42. I'm making money. Free money for all if you listen to Robbie Paul. That rhymed. <laughs> Fuck, that's a good slogan. Tattooing that on my chest. Okay. Uh, Speaking of free money. Lots of big spreads this week. Not Mm -hmm. a lot I like, to be honest. Oh, you don't like the board? I don't. I love the board, Rob. I'm saying it. I don't. I I really just don't. I'm going 10 to know. Starting noon on Fox, Maryland at number three, Ohio State. Buckeyes, 42.5-point favorites. I guess, the, I'm I'm sorry, very... I guess the rankings I'm giving you are the AP and not this false flag that is the college football playoff. So just keep that in mind. Ne- Next week will be the college football playoff false flag rankings. But it'll be more clear because Penn State will... Sorry, LSU and Alabama, Alabama will have a loss. You know what I mean. Anyways... Um, I feel like Ohio State's going to win by exactly 42. Really? Yeah, but I'm not fucking around with that half a point. I'm taking the Buckeyes. Like, Maryland's been bad, but Anthony McFarland does love playing the Buckeyes, so. I'm taking the Buckeyes as well. I just, Maryland's a fake team. Wow, that's kind of mean. <laughs> that's so mean. Um, yeah, I just don't, I don't trust Maryland at all. Uh, Chase Young's going to go off. Uh, the Buckeyes can actually score points on like Michigan, like I I see Ohio. They, they like, cover it. This is gonna be like forty nine so. to three. Yeah, uh, I'd probably stay away because it's a it's too big. Shit you you shouldn't bet on anything that high. But yeah, if you're gonna, uh, yeah. but bet the better team. That feels like a good rule. Yeah, it does. Okay, uh, noon on ABC. Two undefeateds. Number five, Penn State, seven point favorites on the road against number 13, Minnesota. I can't really. Do you trust out, either of these teams, though? Like, like no. me neither. I just wanted to make that clear. Like, if Minnesota's you... the worst undefeated team I've ever seen. And I love Tyler. <laughs> Remember Cincinnati Johnson. last year? You do love Tyler Johnson. Um, like, seven is a good line because it feels difficult. Yes, it is a very good line. I don't. Like, I don't trust Minnesota to cover it, and I tr- don't trust Penn State to either, but I am going to take Penn State. I'm going to take Penn State, too. I think that, I, I, I don't know, I just trust Penn State's passing attack to show up in a big game uh, over Minnesota's. I think K.J. Hamler's 
bound to rip something yeah. off. They're, they're just a better team, like Dr. Penn Bond. State's defense is good. That's kind of really what yeah. puts it over the edge for me. Yeah. Um, and, and Minnesota hasn't really had a test that, or I, sh- I shouldn't say that. Minnesota hasn't played anybody relevant. They've played close games. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, they're going to be up as hell for this game, obviously, because they're getting so. Like, to them, this is a major disrespect, right? Like being a home, a, a touchdown yeah, dog. Yeah, PJ's probably like, yelled row the boat like 5,000 times this week. It, it's true. I mean, gotta be honest, I'm cheering Minnesota, but I, I don't think it's gonna yeah, happen. Retweet. Okay, noon ESPN, once again, coming through with the big games. Uh, Vanderbilt at number 10, Florida. Uh, Gators, 26 point favorites. Hey, but Vandy's got three senior bowl acceptances. Yeah, it's it's senior bowl acceptance week or invitation week. I'm not betting against that. Give me Vandy plus the points. Uh, baby. No, Vandy's players are clearly already focused on the next level. <laughs> uh, I am going. Does Florida does Florida beat anyone by that much though? I'm going to take them. Vanderbilt's bad. I mean, there's been rumors about uh, new coaching and who's going to take over. And Jeff Fisher's name's been floated. Oh, yeah, it's no. called desperation. Um, I think Florida bounces back. Dan Mullen's wife kisses every player on the Gators team for some reason. <laughs> and she'll do it again this week. And that's enough for them to win. Uh, but honestly, I in big games, Florida doesn't show up. But uh, against a They'll team like the this, lesson. they're going to beat the hell out of them just to justify them being 10th. It's such a weird number, too. They also have a bunch of, like, not mind-blowing weapons, but guys who can make plays in the passing game. And, and, and no, a, do, a pass rushing pair, if they're healthy, can go off and take over a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Florida just, I, I don't love Vandy. I'm sorry, Vandy. Vandy's been, like, a pretty big... Like, they've, the only two teams they've beaten this year was Northern Illinois, barely, and Mizzou by seven. They lost to UNLV, like... It's embarrassing, yeah. but I'm still taking them plus uh, Okay, 3.30 CBS, the big game. Let's go. Number one LSU at number two Alabama. Bama, six and a half point favorites. You know, we're, I think both of our hearts lie, and it lies in the bayou. Correct. But I, 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 I shouldn't say this, but I, I believe LSU can win this game. I do too. This is a different LSU team. This isn't the LSU team it, where... We don't trust their quarterback. This is the LSU team that's carried by their quarterback. We've not exactly. seen this against a Nick Saban Alabama team. No, I mean, I, like it's it, the defense is very good, but it's not as good as you know some of those insane defenses of years past. But the point is, the offense is a thousand times better than any Matt Flynn offense or Danny Etling offense. I mean, I, I think LSU wins this game. I was. Two is not fully healthy either, unless it's a trick, <laughs> which wouldn't shock yeah, me. Yeah, he faked an injury because they knew they were playing Arkansas the next week. Dude, would it, would you put a pass? I wouldn't put a pass Nick Saban. Exactly. Uh, I think LSU. Wins I love LSU with my whole heart, so I'm blinded by that. Me I'm taking too. LSU plus points. I love. I really love Joe Burrow. Um, I'm in on this. Uh, Joe Burrow's defeated everyone they've thrown in front of him this year. He he's on that Heisman race. This is a this is a hell of a fucking football if game. If Joe Burrow wins this game, else he's going undefeated and he's winning the Heisman. Can I quickly say, kind of fuck the playoff committee for not letting this be one versus yeah, two? Yeah, I know it's three versus. Come on, no, two versus three now, right? Yeah, come That's on, lame. come on. Yeah, but 
Ohio State hasn't beaten anyone. I, I mean, I, you know I hate them, but still. Yeah, come but on. Maryland was ranked at one point, so it's really number one versus, like, number 22. <sighs> I hate this. Uh, fuck, okay, fuck th- this. Anyways, 330 ESPN, number 20, Kansas State Road. Dogs uh, to Texas. Texas, favored by six and a half. Um, K-State might be down to their, what, six-string quarterback? <laughs> what is it? Skyler Thompson it, it, injured? Yeah, wasn't he? Or is I, or I'm thinking of TCU. Shit, I might be thinking of TCU. I can't remember. They're the same program, in my opinion. Uh, I'm going to take Texas sure to cover. I'm pretty sure you just made something up. You should probably fact check before you do that next time. I can always get them mixed up Skyler for some Thompson's goddamn super reason. Healthy. Skyler Thompson is about as healthy as you could be. No, I was definitely thinking of TCU. Well. So, uh, hey, hey, bonus pick. Baylor covers two and a half at TCU. <laughs> okay, thanks. Uh, I'm going to take Kansas State. Uh, this is the type of game Kansas State wins under Bill Snyder, and he'll be in the stadium watching. I oh. hate Texas. I hate Tom Herman. I don't think Tom Herman's that good of a coach. Uh, he's he's kind of in that purgatory. Yeah. I don't know. I think Tom Herman really just... I don't know. That at some point, if he's not getting them to the playoffs, they're going to get sick of him. Yeah. Right? If if he can't even get them to a New Year's Six Bowl, yeah, I, I, mean, I know. Joey Galloway loves him though. Three uh, thirty <laughs> ABC, USC at Zona State. Zona State favored by one and a half. Uh, I'm taking Arizona State. As am I. This this ends Clay Helton's tenure at USC. Retweet. I like that. Herm Edwards goes in there. He's ready to take a man's job away from him. He loves Just it. That, that's, Herm gets off to that shit. He does. He fucking does. Uh, 4 p.m. Fox. Number 18, Iowa. At number 16, uh, Wisconsin. Badgers, nine-point favorites. I like Wisconsin, to me, is so much better than Iowa. I, you know what? I think they. Uh, I think Wisconsin wins, but it doesn't cover. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not messing. I just don't trust uh, uh, Nate Stanley, Iowa. Put someone who doesn't have any NFL hype at quarterback for Iowa, and I would take Iowa to cover, but give me Nate Stanley. Iowa's not supposed to be producing quarterbacks. It's logic. That's good logic. It's true. I, I think, I, I, you know what? I think Iowa covers. It's a tough one. Okay. Uh, 7 p.m. ESPN, Missouri at number 6, Georgia. Bulldogs here by 17. No Kelly Bryant from Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that one I knew. <laughs> Give me Georgia. Why cover. are they saying quarterbacks are injured or not? It's TCU. I fucked it up. They're purple they in the Big 12. Team. Give me some credit. Uh, yeah, I'm taking Georgia. Uh, don't even have to think about it. 7.30 ABC. Clem- number four Clemson. I guess technically number five Clemson now. Uh, 32 yeah. and a half point favorites on the road at North Carolina State who got thumped by Wake Forest. Yeah, um, lots of points. Clemson... Stuttering, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna think twice. I'm gonna they, take Clemson. They got that tune-up game against Walford, so they're ready to roll. They're gonna kill NC so State. Okay, finally, 8 p.m. Fox, Iowa State at number nine, Oklahoma Sooners, 13 and a half point favorites. I am going to take Iowa State to cover the points because I believe in Matt Campbell and I believe in his. Just backdoor covering now, this. I think Jalen Hurts has this Oklahoma State team pissed off because of that loss. They think they're playoff team. They're they got really disrespected in the playoff rankings. 
like God, Oklahoma is so much better than Florida in my mind. They, Florida's not I good. I think they're going to go in, uh, into the game against Iowa State, who's a very solid program. And I, I think next year is really the year Iowa State shows out. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I just think they just destroy the Cyclones. And one, I love Matt One Campbell. last question. You do love Matt Campbell. One last question. Were you surprised Texas A&M didn't sneak into a top 10 spot in cultural just playoff give, rankings? Give them a couple of weeks. They'll be there. Eight and four, Texas A&M finishing sixth. <laughs> it's going to. It's going to happen. I love that Jimbo Fisher's name popped up for the Florida State job. I don't understand. Okay, uh, finally, before we go, who's taking the Florida State job? Mike. That's what I asked you. Uh, that'd be fine. He doesn't seem like a guy who want to live in Florida. That's accurate. Um, I don't know. Like, who? Okay, let me ask you. Who would you hire first? Mike of all? Leach. I think Mike Leach who is perfect for the team? program. He, you know what? It feels like it's time for him to finally get a, a big job, doesn't it? Yeah, but ADs don't trust him, so they just hire his assistants. Stupid though. Yes, very. Um, Norvell, baby. My dark horse, Jason Candle. Ooh, that is a dark horse. Jason Kittle's ready. That's he, he he's ready to take over a Power Five program. I think he's got to go to a. He does, I know, because Matt, Matt, Matt Campbell went to Iowa State, but Jason Candle, Candle should would be one of my first calls as a lower end Power Five school. I agree. like if I'm Vanderbilt, I, mean, I would call Jason Candle. Yeah, yeah, I he, like he's lost a little bit of the luster, but I th- still think he's a. Really There's a lot of turnover though. That's why. Yeah, and no, I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying he he's lost gonna the win the Mac. Like, yeah, the Mac is a. It's an interesting one. It is, isn't it? All right, it's all over the place. It's so follow cool. you on Twitter at agmarkkz13. Follow me at Rob Paul NFL. Uh, follow Armchair at Armchair Media. <laughs> Go to ArmchairMediaNetwork.com. Listen to other podcasts. Read my NFL draft stuff, and uh, tune in for tomorrow's episode where we break down NFL rookies. Bye.